So most of you like, uh, you probably know that I like to, uh, I like to be interactive with my sermons, like I'll throw things out to you and uh, you answer me back a lot of times. Uh, this time I put out a Facebook post about uh, what do you stand up for? <clears throat> I got all kinds of answers back. But we stand up for all kinds of things, don't we? Like back in the day, there used to be this custom where when a woman walked into the room, the men would stand up in respect for them. Um, I have had the privilege, as uh, a lot of you have, to stand and uh, raise my right hand and give an oath to uh, defend the Constitution of the United States against all enemies, foreign and domestic. When I joined the Navy back in, back in 1987, or as my teenagers like to refer to it as, the Dark Ages. <laughs> but we also have a custom in the Navy where if an officer walks in, being enlisted, when the officer walks in, you would call attention on deck and stand tall at attention out of respect for the uniform and for the officer's rank. So thank you, all of you officers and all of you enlisted for your service to this great country. Some stand for the, uh, for the national anthem, for the flag of the United States of America, the pledge and the anthem, some stand for that. Now, would you have a favorite sports team and they uh, do something really awesome, like we jump to our feet and we cheer? We haven't had a lot of that this year with the Jaguars, but I understand that it's coming, right? Uh, see, I, I don't like to watch uh, sports anymore because I just... I get too into it. I get too involved, and I end up yelling and screaming, and Kathy has to kick me. Uh, I'm pretty sure that I'm not allowed at uh, Providence's middle school girls' basketball games <laughs> anymore because I get a little bit uh, crazy when that happens. Uh, this year, watching Madison go for the championship, and uh, when I go and see other youth group members do their thing. Uh, Toby Mac concert. Has anybody ever been to a Toby Mac concert? Everybody's been to a Toby Mac concert, I see. Um, yeah. Uh, Toby Mac. Okay, maybe that's just me. Uh, Toby Mac. It's hard to go and see Toby Mac because Toby Mac is electrifying, right? And uh, Or anybody, anybody that you like, right? It's hard to go and stay seated. So we stand up for things like that. So we we find ourselves standing up for, for all kinds of things, don't we? We stand up for things that are right. We stand up for things that we love. We stand up for things that we respect. Last week, we talked about how there was division in the church, how the Hellenistic Jewish Christians were divided with the Hebraic Jewish Christians because of language barriers and customs barriers. And what happened was the Hellenistic Christian widows, they were falling through the cracks of their Meals on Wheels ministry. So the apostles said, choose seven men. And these seven men were chosen because uh, they had a couple of characteristics. 
They were filled with the Holy Spirit and wisdom. And they chose them because they were Hellenistic Jewish Christians or Greek-speaking Jewish Christians, and they were to take over this Meals on Wheels ministry that they had in the church. Last week we read about the church having this problem and what they decided was the apostles said choose seven, but they left it up to the church to come together to make this decision on who the seven would be. They solved this problem through their unity. They came together and they solved this problem. And they put these seven guys in charge of this particular ministry and the church was unified. And it left the apostles to be able to go back to their original ministry, which was prayer and ministry of the word. So today's scripture comes from Acts 6, 8 through 15. You can find that in your pew Bible on page 1086. pages to quit turning, all right? And then we'll read. And Stephen, full of grace and power, was doing great wonders and signs among the people. Then some of those who belonged to the synagogue of the freed men, as it, as it was called, and of the Cyrenians and of the Alexandrians and those of Cilicia and Asia, rose up and disputed with Stephen. But they could not withstand the wisdom and the spirit with which he was speaking. Then they secretly instigated men who said, We have heard him speak blasphemous words against Moses and God. And they stirred up the people and the elders and the scribes, and they came upon him and seized him and brought him before the council. They set up false witnesses who said, this man never ceases to speak words against this holy place and the law. For we have heard him say that this Jesus of Nazareth will destroy this place and will bring the customs that Moses delivered to us. And gazing at him, all who sat in the council saw that his face was like the face of an angel. May God add a blessing to the reading and the hearing of his holy word. Let's pray together. Father, we know that you use ordinary people to be a vessel through whom you speak. Speak this day through your vessel, your message to your people. And may their hearts be ablaze because of your word. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. God's people say amen. Verse 8. And Stephen, full of grace and power, was doing great wonders and signs among the people. Luke tells us that Stephen was filled with grace and power. We already know from verse 3 that he was filled with faith, Holy Spirit, and wisdom. Now Luke tells us that Stephen was filled with grace. That's haris in the Greek. And it means gift. It is unmerited favor of God. God is, <clears throat> grace is God's blessing to his people. Grace comes to us in the form of Jesus Christ. His atoning work on the cross for us to pay 
a ransom that we could not pay. I love that banner up there. Thank you, Rebecca, for making that banner. To pay a ransom that we could not pay. And God has bestowed upon Stephen grace, the gift to preach the gospel and to withstand persecution. Stephen had something else. He had power. He was a powerful man for the gospel. The Holy Spirit gave him power to perform signs and wonders among the people, which is miracles. Stephen is the first other than the apostles, to be described as working miracles. Stephen was on fire. He was on fire for God. Stephen was faithful. He saw this need come about in this Meals on Wheels ministry, and he filled it. And when we are faithful in things that God has called us to do, we will grow. God will grow us. As Stephen grew in the spirit, it says that he performed amazing miracles and signs among the people. When we stand up and we feel God's call for our life, it comes with increased responsibility. But he gives you the grace to carry that which he had asked you to carry and also gives you supernatural power pull those things off. Now, I stand before you as a guy that uh, started out in ministry driving the church van for my wife, and look what happened to me. So, <laughs> you know, this is God's grace is amazing, and his power blows my mind. But we also know that when we are living into the call that God has called us to, and we are doing great things for God, there sometimes comes increased criticism and opposition. We look at verse 9. Then some of those who belonged to the synagogue of the freedmen, as it was called, and of the Cyrenians and of the Alexandrians and of those from Cilicia and Asia rose up and disputed with Stephen. Now, Stephen was more than just a table waiter. Stephen was witnessing in the synagogue. He was witnessing to other Hellenistic Jews, and they were none too happy about it. They stood up in opposition to him, and they were having a pretty heated theological debate. Now, whenever you stand up for Jesus, you can bet that there are going to be those who stand up against you. There are going to be people that question you and why you have changed. There are going to be people that will try to drag you down and demean your progress. There are going to be people that are going to question your faith and make you feel like you aren't good enough. Haters are going to hate. I want you to turn to your neighbor and say, haters are going to hate. I recall the words, reading this scripture, I recall the words of the great theologian, Taylor Swift. (laughs) 
And I quote, and the haters are going to hate, 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 hate. <laughs> but I'm just going to shake, 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 shake. <laughs> shake it off. Shake it off. I'm not going to sing that for you or do a little dance. But, <laughs> but it's hard to shake it off when people hate you. Right? It's hard to shake things like that off. Matthew 10, 22, Matthew 24, 9. Luke 21, 17, and Mark 13, 13. All record Jesus saying, everyone will hate you because of me. But the one that stands firm to the end will be saved. Jesus tells us flat out that we will be persecuted because of him. But the reward that we get in the end, eternal life. Get that for standing up and standing firm. Stephen stood up for Christ and he stood firm before him. Verse 10. But they could not withstand the wisdom and the spirit with which he was speaking. Stephen was filled with the Holy Spirit. And he understood who he was in Christ. Now there's something about realizing who you are in Christ. It makes you strong. There's no greater feeling. As a result of this, God spoke through him with wisdom, a wisdom that only comes through the Holy Spirit. Jesus is also recorded in Luke saying these words to his disciples about preaching the gospel and persecution. Luke 21, 15, for I will give you a mouth and wisdom which none of your adversaries will be able to withstand or contradict. When we are in him, he will use us to further his kingdom purposes. We must yield to his leading and control. That's surrender. We have to surrender to Jesus in order to experience his wisdom and the anointing of Christ on our lives. We must be that vessel from which God can and will move through. The people around Stephen, they couldn't resist his logic and authority that Stephen spoke out against them because it was the Spirit speaking through Stephen. He was just a vessel. The Hellenistic Jews stood up to Stephen in opposition, but they could not stand up against the truth of the gospel. So what did they do? Look at verse 11, 12, 13, and 14. Then they secretly instigated men who said, we have heard him speak blasphemous words against Moses and God. And they stood and they stirred up the people and the elders and the scribes and they came upon him and seized him and brought him before the council. And they set up false witnesses who said, this man never ceases to speak words against this holy place and the law. For we have heard him say that this Jesus of Nazareth will destroy this place and will change the customs that Moses delivered to us. Does it sound familiar? Have you ever heard this before? 
it should sound really familiar because this echoes what was done to Jesus. Because Jesus' logic, his power, his authority, the Pharisees and the Sadducees, they could not stand up against it. Because Stephen spoke the gospel with the same logic and under the power of the Holy Spirit, they were no match for Stephen. So they did the same thing to Stephen that they did to Jesus. They brought false witness against him. They went to people and they got them to purge themselves to the Sanhedrin and say things that were not true. They said that Stephen was saying blasphemous things against God and against Moses. Now Moses identifies in their minds with the law. So to speak out against Moses was a direct hit on the law itself. This holy place, the temple, it was considered the dwelling place of God, that the presence of God lived in the temple, in the holy of holies. So to attack the temple was a direct attack on God himself. And the charges that are given the third time in verse 14, this time it is a more polemical form. Stephen was accused of saying that Jesus would destroy the temple and change the custom handed down by Moses. This time the charges were more threatening. It wasn't just blasphemy anymore, but the destruction of the temple. And it was an alteration of the law and these charges they were punishable by death for someone like Stephen a Christian to speak against Moses and God that would be like a bulldog fan going and talking smack to gator fan and then threatening to destroy the swamp that just doesn't happen, right? You get people showing up at your house with torches and pitchforks, and they want to string you up. And this is what's happening with Stephen. When Jesus was crucified, the veil in the temple was torn. That signified everyone now has access to God. No longer was it just the priest that had access to God that could go behind the curtain into the Holy of Holies. That veil was torn so that we could have access, and we have access to God through Christ. Jesus had ushered in a new way to do things, a new covenant in his blood. He took us from religion to relationship. And this is what Stephen took a stand for. The elders and the scribes, they didn't like this. They didn't want to hear it. You can't change our customs. We have always done it this way. You ever heard that? We have always done it this way. We can't do it any different. And they tried to silence Stephen by seizing him and putting him on trial. Just like they tried to shut Jesus up. 
can't silence the gospel, they never have and they never will. In verse 15, it says, Gazing at him, all who sat in the council saw that his face was like the face of an angel. Now, this transfiguration that was happening to Stephen, it probably wasn't the beauty in his face. You know how we say that stuff, right? Like, she has the face of an angel, right? Pastor Chris has the face of an angel, right? <laughs> Why are y'all laughing at that? That's not funny. But it's not so much the beauty in Stephen's face as it was the brightness in his face. He was a reflection of the glory of God. And these Hellenistic Jews, they should have seen it. The Sanhedrin, they should have seen it. They should have had this reverential fear. God's power and anointing on Stephen. They did. They missed it. Now, when we are willing to stand up for Christ and witness for him among the haters, there will be those that will listen. The Holy Spirit will give us a mouth and wisdom so that we can be bold for the gospel. And in turn, we can stand firm like Stephen and reflect the glory of God. To God be the glory. Amen. Let's pray together. Gracious God, we thank you that you give us a mouth and that you give us wisdom to speak the gospel boldly. We also ask you for the courage today to take those first steps like Stephen did. He went into that into the synagogue and knew it was going to be difficult, but he did it anyway. He stood for you and he stood firm. Give us the power to do that as well. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. God's people say, amen.